We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, welcome. It is Bowerly, News Radio 930 WBEN, talking about today what I was going to talk about yesterday, except we had an earthquake here, um, which we, it was the strongest earthquake uh, we've had in quite uh, a few years in Western New York and therefore worthy of conversation. Unfortunately, tragically, there was a far more sinister earthquake on the other side of the world in uh, Turkey, and at least 6,000 people are dead in that in uh, that beautiful, beautiful country of uh, Turkey. Anyway, uh, it is Bowerly talking about the the Chinese balloon. And there are so many things that I don't understand. And I'm hoping that maybe I can get some help from you guys. First of all, I know a lot has been made about, yeah, well, these, these balloons crossed the United States or parts of it when Donald Trump was president. Well, the difference is we didn't have the technology then to actually detect balloons which, frankly, is a source of concern for me that we were so vulnerable for so long. But now we do have the technology that detects balloons, and this particular balloon was spotted over the Aleutian Islands uh, for the first time, and the Aleutians are an island chain uh, off the coast of uh, Alaska. And it's a very desolate area. Could have been easy enough to shoot it down there. Um, And I don't understand... If, if you decide, uh, if you're Joe Biden and you decide on Wednesday to order the military to shoot it down, why wouldn't you have decided at your national security briefing many mornings previous to that to shoot it down when it was over the Aleutians? I don't understand that. If it was menacing enough to shoot down off South Carolina, why do we allow it to traverse our country? And by the way, it did hang out over some sensitive military areas, which I'm sure was simply a coincidence. So it reminds me of the spoof on the Internet, the Kaufman Institute of Coincidences. It's a, a comedy bit, and it's uh, very, very funny. But anyway, I digress. Uh, shooting it down over the Atlantic Ocean off of Myrtle Beach Okay, it's a a feel-good moment, I guess, using a Sidewinder missile at about 500000 bucks to take down a balloon. Um, But if you were going to—here's the thing. 
if you were going to shoot it down, if you knew it needed to be shot down, you shouldn't have had to have waited until Wednesday to shoot it down. You should have decided when it was over the Aleutians to shoot it down at that point. So I don't understand that part of the story. As far as Donald Trump being just as guilty as Joe Biden, uh, Donald Trump didn't have the information. As I said, we did not allegedly have the technology then to even detect balloons. And that's really scary to think about because balloons are relatively simple technology. High altitude balloons, of course, are a more complex creature. But balloons, as I mentioned on Friday, they've been in use for reconnaissance and recreation since the 1700s. Balloons were used during the Civil War for observation. Uh, There are many old pictures showing the balloons being filled up. The uh, Union had balloons. The Confederates also had some balloons. The Union had more than the Confederates. But somebody once said, excuse me, that the uh, Civil War with the balloon technology, the Civil War could have been won very, very simply if there were just two walkie-talkies. There were just better communications. And I always thought there was an interesting analysis. If you had instant communication during the Civil War, it probably wouldn't have lasted for four years. Uh, 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. By the way, um, real quickly, in the southern tier, there have been a whole bunch of heroin overdoses and even some deaths in the southern tier. So if, I mean, never touch the stuff, but if heroin is your bag and you're in the southern tier, you need to stay away from it because if you don't, you probably are going to end up ODing or dead. And one thing that I'll never understand when we have a, <clears throat> when we have a surge of overdoses and deaths, why don't they use the phone records of every individual and find out the one common phone number that every individual was calling to make their score and thereby probably find the perpetrator or somebody close to the perpetrator. And they can tell easily enough by chemical analysis whether the same batch of heroin is causing the overdoses or the deaths. Now, toxicology tests do take a while to come back. That is true. But you can match the... Uh, toxicology of somebody who has died of an overdose to the makeup of drugs that you find when you arrest a drug dealer. So <clears throat> it's very uh, to me it, it, it's tragic, but uh, it, it's also um, very very interesting. And but it's uh, just just a horrible situation that we find ourselves in, and it also bothers me that uh, the powers that be conflate. uh, opioid deaths with heroin deaths. Um, Very, very few people die from pharmaceutical, legitimately produced opiates. Uh, These are people who are dying from street heroin. It's like when they had the war on vaping. Remember under Andrew Cuomo? The stuff that people were vaping was not the stuff that you bought in stores. People were vaping weed with vitamin E acetate. That is what caused the lung damage. So saying that, ah, people died vaping, therefore we must close down the vape stores or do away with certain flavors was absolutely stupid because that wasn't the source of the problem. And the 
legitimately made pharmaceutical opioids are not the source of the overdose problem or the death problem. It's the street stuff, the heroin with the fentanyl, the heroin that proves to be a hot dose, the cocaine with the fentanyl. That's that's the that's the stuff you got to focus on. Uh, let's get back to the calls on WBEN. Ontario is chiming in, and it is uh, Tom. You are on. Hello. Hello there, uh, Tom. Yes, sir. Uh, can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I'm from uh, Ontario, uh, Orangeville, Ontario. Uh, so far as uh, the, the balloon, why didn't they shoot it down over the Aleutians? Maybe they wanted to observe it. If they shoot it down, it, it goes dead. So if if they uh, shoot it down, why not leave it up there to get some insight to its purpose, uh, monitor its communications with its host, the owner, which is China, and uh, and, and get some uh, see see if if and how it steers itself. If that's possible, I don't know whether balloon can steer itself. But anyway, well, apparently there was some mechanism on board to steer it because it didn't just hang out over sensitive bases on its own. Well, well, that, that, that's it. If you shot it down with the illusions, you lose all that uh, intelligence information. But just see, see, see how it relays its position, see how it communicates with its owner, see what it is communicating, and then shoot it down. I, I guess as much as you can out of it before you shoot it down. I guess you know that certainly is a valid school of thought. The other school of thought is show the Chinese that we are aware that they're launching these balloons and we're just going to knock them down out of the air just as fast as we spot them. Well, that's another way of looking at it. Yeah, another school of thought, as you call it. Yeah. I, I mean, there's there's yeah. so many so many ways, but you know what I what I can't figure out, Tom, is in 2023 why we weren't able to bring the balloon down in one piece instead of having a whole bunch of pieces scattered over seven miles of the Atlantic Ocean off of Myrtle Beach that the divers have to recover. I mean, is there no way we could have brought that thing down in one piece? I think it was so high, though, as well, right? If it was, a, if it was low, say it was a few hundred feet up, you could almost cast a fishing net over it from a helicopter. But <laughs> yeah. when it comes so high, it's, it's a different proposition, I would think. I don't know. Well, we put people on the moon. I would think that we could figure out how to get a balloon down in one piece from sixty to 70,000 feet of altitude. Um, helicopters only go up to about 25,000 feet. Jet fighters about 50,000 feet, uh, or so they say. Um, the... Uh, the the U-2s are the highest flying plane that we have in the arsenal, even to this day. But I, I don't know why we couldn't have, um, I, I, I don't know why we couldn't have done just enough damage to the balloon to have it waft slowly down to earth and recover it intact. Maybe somebody can explain that. Uh, well, let me say something about that. Somebody mentioned that and previously somebody had shot at a balloon like a hundred times it still floated. It's like a self-sealing tire. But if you if you shoot it with uh, bullets with a with a, like a tube on them, so you, you shoot one and it deflates it a little bit, but it's not bringing it down. Shoot two or three more, and then like a one inch 
pipes kind of thing. Well, uh, okay. What I was thinking of last week was uh, using laser technology, weaponized laser technology, which would be better than the World War One bullets or the World War Two bullets, I would think, in terms of bringing something down like this. And, you know, Tom, what concerns me is the Chinese— if if well i'm sorry when the chinese move on taiwan one of the things they're going to deploy will be hundreds or thousands of drones basically a drone army what if the chinese decide to launch thousands of balloons at the same time what are we going to do then right yeah yeah because you don't know which uh, a laser, laser laser sounds like the solution because you don't want to destroy it because you lose all the intelligence value of it right yeah, but I mean, if it was, again, Tom, what I don't understand is if you didn't think it was valuable enough to shoot down when it was over Montana, what changed when they decided to take it down over Myrtle Beach? Was it a decision that was based on military experts and intelligence, or was it a decision that was guided by political concerns? And I don't think we'll ever know the answer to that. Right, yeah. Anyway, I don't want to take all your time up. Uh, no, that's fine. I, I appreciate I appreciate the call. Um, I'm a first-time first caller as well. Well, don't make it the last time. I appreciate hearing from you. Um, yeah, I mean, look, t- totally valid school of thought. You monitor the balloon. You monitor communications. You try to get as much technological information as you can. Try to figure out what exactly it is doing. And uh, I'm pretty sure the NSA, National Security People, I'm pretty sure that they were focused in on exactly what that balloon was communicating and what it was gathering. And uh, probably uh, once it was uh, over the continental United States and they'd gained that kind of intelligence, probably had... uh, used devices to jam any communications from the innocent Chinese weather balloon. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Mike is in uh, Depew, and you are on. Hello. How you doing, Tom? Yes, sir. I was just kind of thinking, uh, in some respects, because we used to talk about this in lectures, and I've been overseas, and I've taught in foreign entities, and... It kind of makes me think back what the Japanese did during World War II when they were sending over incendiary balloons trying deliberately to start forest fires in the United States so we would have our hands full. Um, there are sometimes um, issues occur that on the surface are not what they seem to be. And in terms of you know subterfuge or deception, there may be particular reasons why that aircraft or that balloon device was allowed to continue its trajectory. Sometimes you want your opponents and adversaries to see things, or at least to think they see what they see. So there could be reasons why you allowed that balloon to continue and and move along. We have several major incidents in world history recently that occurred on on a similar parallel level. you know, the, the, the Russians were stealing our technology when they were building their Siberian pipeline. And uh, we, were, we were espoused to, to be too vulnerable. The United States, how could we allow them to steal our technology? We now know through declassified information, we allowed the Russians to abscond with our electronic uh, intelligence. We basically planted a Trojan horse. The Russians were given a false signal, and they actually blew up their own Siberian pipeline. We knew they were going to steal this material, so we allowed them to steal it. 
things on the surface are not always what you would think they are. We also had an incident with China in 2001. We had an AWACS surveillance aircraft that was flying near Taiwan and off the southeast coast of China. Um, one of their fighter planes clipped the wing of our, air, our AWACS aircraft, forced it to land on the island of Hunan, and at which point the Chinese detained the American crew and just went through that aircraft for a week, analyzing, taking photographs, dismantling. So that was done deliberately. The other thing is going forward, the Chinese may, the Chinese Republic, that is the People's Republic of China, may have deliberately done this to invoke a certain response. They can say we downed one of their aircraft. They could conceivably in the future, when we're performing surveillance on Taiwan, they could use that as a pretext to bring down our AWACS aircraft or even an F-22. Well, I mean, the difference is, though, uh, this balloon was shot down over American airspace. If we're doing reconnaissance over Taiwan, it would be Taiwanese airspace. Well, the, the Chinese are claiming extended airspace, right? Most nations pick an eight-mile territorial limit. The Chinese tend to push that envelope. What I'm saying is, you think of it as, as uh, counter-espionage. It's a chess game. And you're going to learn sometime down the road what the reason and the purpose for this was. I've been to Alaska. I've been to Montana. You can drive for 30 miles and not find a town. That aircraft, in my estimation, was allowed to continue its trajectory and its path. And as we speak, it's being analyzed at Quantico and Langley. They'll release information down the road. But there are multiple incidents in the espionage game where things are done deliberate and people don't understand the, the subtle nuances, and it is not always what it appears to be. So what's your best guess as to what this was? I think they were allowed over this trajectory, and I've observed the path that it took, and there were, in particular, air installations, missile sites. They may have wanted the People's Republic of China to see something that, in fact, didn't exist. We have certain weapon systems that the Chinese are very fearful of, uh, one of them is uh, very high-powered lasers, and uh, other has to do with sound machines and devices that uh, basically through sound waves cause destruction. You may want them to think you're working on particular weapon systems that in fact don't exist, but it, it gives them an alarm. In other words, if they decide to move on Taiwan, they have to think twice because there are potential weapon systems that they have no response for. Um, very interesting. So you mean it's kind of like the inflatable tanks of the uh, First Army Group uh, in Great Britain prior to the invasion of, uh, of Normandy. You make the Germans think you got a lot more stuff than you really do. Uh, we had, as you know, we had tanks on the ground that were nothing but uh, inflatable, um, inflatable uh, balloons. Yeah, you know, your, Tom, you know your history. George Patton was moved in particular towns around Britain giving speeches. They, they constructed a, basically a balloon army around him, which would be believed to be his third army. They were certain he was leading the attack. So, again, it was subterfuge. It was deception. And people were saying, you know, how, how could we be so, so um, 
less than astute at protecting our, our, our military secrets. It was all done deliberately, and I think you're probably looking at a certain scenario here. They were looking to evoke a, a certain response, and I think you're going to learn about that response probably 10 to 15 years from now. All right. Thank you uh, very much. Uh, how does that analysis sit with you guys listening in the audience, that uh, we let the Chinese do this with their balloon because we basically planted evidence uh, that uh, of weapons about which they have a grave concern? I'll tell you one thing, what we ought to be concerned about is the hypersonic missiles. My understanding is that hypersonic missile technology in the United States is not nearly as developed as it is in China and in Russia. And you can have the biggest, baddest Air Force carrier, I'm sorry, uh, aircraft carrier in the United States Navy, but if it's hit by a couple of hypersonic missiles, goodbye carrier. It is uh, with no warning and no defense system that's going to be able to work against a hypersonic missile, at least not now. Um, Coming up on 328, at News Radio 930 WBEN. It is Bowerly, the Chinese balloon. What's your take on the Chinese balloon and, and how the whole thing was handled? Um, I'm, I'm so baffled by so many areas of this. And the biggest bafflement I have is we live in the era of satellite technology, we live in the era of electronic snooping. A balloon? It just seems so 1780. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. So I had a weird idea during the news break. The uh, Chinese balloon was flying at between 60 and 70,000 feet. The longest parachute jump in history was from 136,000 feet. What 
if we sent a team of parachutists up to about 136,000 feet and let them jump on top of the balloon huh? and bring it down that, no, not a good idea? Hey, I'm just amazed that for as high as that balloon was, 60, 70,000 feet, we've actually had human beings jump from 102,000 feet. Um, Air Force had Project Excelsior way back when. Um, and this guy in 2014 did it from 136,000 feet. I don't know. What do you think, Josh? I mean, you, you put enough people up there with parachutes, one of them's going to hit the balloon. It'd certainly be a Guinness Book of World Records, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's uh, it's amazing with the uh, mathematical knowledge that we have today. I bet they could have done it, but if the device, uh, the balloon, had a self-destruct button that they could hit in Beijing and detonate it, then, of course, you run the risk of losing human lives uh, trying to land on the balloon. Um, anyway, but and the other thing, too, is um, somebody sent me an email that uh, with our satellites find it very, very hard to believe that during the Trump administration, the balloons went undetected. Um, and I think that's a very good point. Might have been one of those situations where they were detected, but it was not publicly acknowledged. This thing in the Biden administration, it was pretty hard not to publicly acknowledge it when you had all these pictures from uh, amateur astronomers. It was kind of hard to cover up. 8030930, like the Phoenix Lights. 8030930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, let's go to Jerry in uh, Tonawanda. Jerry, your take on the Chinese spy balloon and how that whole situation was handled. Oh, Tom, thanks. Um, well, first of all, if if we had if Trump under Trump, if there were balloons at that altitude, somebody would have seen them. So evidently, they made that up. Uh, secondly... I would like to say uh, our countries are only as good as their leaders. Uh, we are now about equity and not competent, best qualified person for the job. It's all about equity. And so uh, uh, your President Biden, he's weak. He's not going to do anything. He doesn't know what to do. The people under him don't know what to do because they're 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 all in there. We got uh, you know the Department of Transportation. He's calling roads racist. He doesn't know what to do about our, the pilots and the planes and flying. And he, he's never you know he doesn't know what to do about that to even investigate that. And then we got a general that's not a general that's a man that thinks he's a woman, and it's like it's just a big joke. So how how would you, uh, President Jerry, have we ever had? Yes, President Jerry Ford. How, how would President Jerry have handled the Chinese balloon? Because well, they spotted it on Saturday before people saw it over Montana. Uh, what on Wednesday? Well, I would have had competent people in in position where we should have spotted it when it came over Alaska or even close. But once we spotted it, it should have been. Uh, Without telling the people, uh, we should have arranged uh, with the people in position to take it down the best way, whether it be shot, whether you bet lasered or whatever. But it should have been done in Alaska when uh, there was no way of harming people or anything, or even in Montana for that matter. But it should have been taken down right away. So something's up for letting it go. And I think when Biden in bed with China, uh, 
that's why he just, you know, he copped out and used the excuse he wanted to get it over water. So, uh, you know what? And he called the shots. If he wanted to shoot it down, he should have done it. He's the leader. He should have shot it down. And these generals we have, Millie and such, you know, but they're incompetent leaders. They don't know what's going on. They really don't. All right, Jerry, thank you. I appreciate the call. You, if you're listening, your views may differ. Uh, 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. How would you have handled the Chinese spy balloon? And uh, not to be overly repetitive, but I, I really don't understand what intelligence could be gained by a balloon that you couldn't gain from a spy satellite. Frankly, I don't understand that. Um, a balloon seems so 1780, and a spy satellite seems so 2023. So I'm a little bit confused about that. I'm also confused by the idea that if it was dangerous enough to shoot down off the coast of Myrtle Beach, why was it not dangerous enough to shoot down over the Aleutians? Unless, of course, you were trying to gain intelligence on the uh, way the balloon was communicating, the way it was steered, um, etc. And there absolutely was uh, steering devices or were steering devices on board because um, where it hung out the longest just happened to have been the most sensitive parts uh, of its journey. Uh, as far as the balloons during the Trump administration that we supposedly didn't spot, although I have a hard time believing that given the spy satellite capabilities of the United States, um, we don't know where those balloons flew. This balloon, I mean, I think they said one skirted past Hawaii and the other went over part of Florida. But this balloon was, as far as we know, unique in that it started basically in Idaho and ended up all the way down in South Carolina, and it was spotted for the first time over the Aleutian Islands off Alaska before going into Canadian airspace and then into the United States. Um, be very interesting to see what they tell us about what they recovered and the purpose of the balloon. The uh, Chinese say it was a you know, civilian balloon. Our military is pretty adamant that it was a spy balloon, and again, if it's a spy balloon, which I believe it was, I, I don't understand what you get from a spy balloon that you couldn't have gotten from a satellite. That that that's one thing that just isn't making sense to me. So maybe maybe you can help maybe you can help the world make sense to me today. 803-0930, star nine thirty, one eight hundred six one six W B E N. You know, yesterday we talked about the earthquake in western New York and Looking on the other side of the world, the death toll in Turkey and Syria is now 7,200 people, which uh, is just, it's tragic beyond measure. You know, we had an earthquake and you know, people post the memes with the garden chair topped, toppled over. And uh, this, this earthquake in Turkey and Syria is just heartbreaking. Let's go to uh, Debbie in Niagara Falls. Debbie, you're on WBEN. Hi, uh, Tom. I, yeah, my concern is uh, that it could have had some type of biological warfare. And it's something that if we don't know what was in it, why would we endanger ourselves and allow it to, instead of bringing it down over Alaska or bringing it down whichever way they would deem best, over Montana? And I'm just getting ready to visit Montana in April. My friend's out there, and she concurs, or she let me know that there's miles of nothingness out there where it could have been brought down there. My concern is that it could have been spewing undetectable 
some type of germs, viruses, biological warfare, some kind of undetectable beam. They, if they don't know what's in it, why would they let it go? It could have been ready to dump something in the middle of our country. They didn't know. That or or maybe, maybe, ma'am, they did know what was in it. Maybe they did because they established very early upon observation that this balloon supposedly was not a threat to the United States. I presume they did that with various technologies from spy satellites. But look, I mean, my my first concern was the same as yours. I actually, it, my first concern was they could use a balloon to cause an electromagnetic pulse and take down right. most of our power grid. My second concern was, uh, could this be some platform for dumping biological agents right. on the United States? But I'm not sure at that altitude how viable anything biological would be because it gets cold up there. I mean, you don't even have to get to 70,000 feet before you feel a, the, the cold air. It could be the middle of July, but if you're flying around at 20,000 feet in an open cockpit biplane, it might as well be the middle of January. I re- <clears throat> no, I realized it, or just a test run for either one of those two scenarios to see. It was, it was a test for Biden. I mean, they certainly know we had the technology to have brought that balloon down. They, they knew that. The Chinese know that. We could have brought the balloon down. We all know that. I mean, I have three sons that were in the 82nd Airborne and the uh, 5th Cav Div. So, I mean, I, we could have brought it down. We cho- Biden chose not to, or who's ever in charge chose not to, because it could have been brought down over the Aleutian Islands or over Montana. And but what I don't, I, I, what I, here's, here's where I get hung up, Debbie, and again, maybe you can help me. It wasn't dangerous enough to shoot down when it was directly over the continental United States, but off the coast of Myrtle Beach, it suddenly becomes dangerous enough to shoot down. I'm having a hard time following that. There, it, whatever it is, if they because they they can't get their story right. If it were, if they say it's a spy uh, filled with spying technology, and we knew it all along that it would make Biden look bad for not bringing it down. I don't know. They come up with some some type of excuse. I really can't help you, but I I feel whatever it is, it's not good. Biden let it go. That they know that Biden's not going to do anything, or whoever whoever's running the show, and it's a test. It could be biological warfare or undetectable. And, and, if they didn't know what was in it, then why are they having to bring it down all of a sudden? Or that, did they really know? You know, it's same question. Same question that I have, and I've got more questions than I do answers about this. Um, thank you very much, Debbie. I appreciate it. Thanks. But here, here's the thing: a story like this, the answers that we get are going to be partial or possibly misleading because in answering the questions the way we want them answered, we might betray some of our own intelligence capabilities that we don't want the other guys to know about, even though they probably know about them anyway. Uh, Let's go to Tom in uh, West Seneca. You're on WBEN. Hello. Hi, Tom. Um, Yeah, the only thing I have to say is I I think they they have the ability to, to capture that thing intact um, using an Osprey uh, aircraft? No, because that would only get up to 25,000 feet. Oh, okay. Uh, or maybe another type, a slow-moving aircraft uh, that could just have, like, long cables with uh, hooks on them, you know? Well, like, the, uh, the only thing that would have gotten above this thing that we have in our publicly admitted arsenal is the old U-2. Because, um, you know, helicopters typically get to 25,000 feet, fighter jets about 50,000 feet. Um, so this, the, the only aircraft that I'm aware of, having looked this up and 
this is I'm only look, I have to limit myself to what is publicly available to people would be the U2. Now, whether they could have used grappling hooks from a couple of U2s to bring this thing in intact, I don't know. Yeah, well, I think that's something they need to consider. I'm sure they they probably got some type of aircraft that could have done that, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, um, excuse me, I would like to think that we have the technology between lasers and other modalities to bring it down, but, uh, I, I, I guess we, I guess we don't. Yeah, I, I guess so, because, uh, they didn't use it, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, thank, thank you uh, very much, I, uh, I appreciate it. Okay, Tom. All right. Uh, yeah, the uh, ceiling for uh, the Osprey helicopter is twenty-five thousand feet. That's uh, about the best you're going to do with a uh, with a chopper. It is uh, Bowerly with you on News Radio nine thirty WBen, and uh, you know one of the, uh, your your take on the Chinese spy balloon, which was shot down off the coast of Myrtle Beach, probably the purest thing to happen in Myrtle Beach in quite some time. Uh, but anyway, see, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not a big fan of Myrtle Beach. Went there once. That was one of those, okay, I really don't see what the attraction is. I will never be back to Myrtle Beach. Enjoy yourself. But anyway, I and it's a very high crime area, by the way, for those of you who don't know. Myrtle Beach, you get outside the immediate tourist area, and uh, you might as well start you know, planning your obituary and funeral services. But the, uh, the Chinese balloon, and there's just so many questions that I have, and I know that these questions are probably not going to be answered in our lifetime because to answer the questions, national security secrets would probably be given away, like exactly what can our satellites do? Is it our satellites that determined that this thing, this balloon, supposedly posed no danger imminently to the United States? Was it ground observatories, ground telescopes? I mean, you got to figure that... uh, if, if you've got telescopes that can see galaxies far, far away from planet Earth, you'd think you got something that could zoom in really tight on the Chinese balloon and uh, look at uh, what was hanging down underneath it. Uh, and we now know that it is the size or was the size of three school buses, three school buses, um, the three school bus balloon. Um, and, and some of the memes online, um, I mean, nobody obviously likes the idea that our national security could be in danger, and i uh, got to respect that. But some of the memes, uh, there's one showing the president going up the steps of Air Force One, being knocked down repeatedly by a mini version of the Chinese balloon. I thought that was very, very clever. Um, even one of my friends who's very, very left-wing uh, laughed at that particular meme on uh, Facebook and other social media sites. 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, by the way, these uh, spy flights uh, out of uh, China are going to be examined by various committees in the legislative part of our government. After all, last I checked, we have the um, judicial, the executive, and the uh, legislative branches of government. So um, it's going to be very interesting to see when these generals or people from NORAD are called before these committees exactly what they're able to say, whether these committee hearings are going to be open to the public or deemed so sensitive that they can't be broadcast. But there are, like I said, 
I, I feel bad coming to you guys because usually I like to think that I have more answers than I do questions. This particular story, I have to confess, I have a lot more questions than I do answers. And the biggest question is, it wasn't a threat enough to shoot it down over the Aleutians, but it was to shoot it down over South Carolina. Was that done for military necessity or was that done because of political optics and Joe Biden not wanting to seem weak? And uh, as commander in chief of the military of the United States, if uh, the military people had come to Joe Biden and said, well, we know that you ordered us to shoot it down, but we don't think it's safe. Biden, as commander in chief, easily could have overridden that and said, well, since I'm the commander in chief, you're going to shoot it down and you're going to do it now. But they elected to wait until it was off of uh, Myrtle Beach. Let's go to uh, Marco in Buffalo. Marco, you're on WBEN. Hello. Hey, Tom. So the advantages of a slow-moving balloon over a spy satellite, spy satellites are flying at 17,000 miles an hour. If it goes over your house, it just has a snapshot of it. A balloon goes slowly, so we can see when you go in your house, when you leave, who's visiting you, it gets a, a better long-term view of a small area on the ground. Well, my understanding is that that is not necessarily true, that we have some spy satellites that we can keep in pretty stationary position to keep eyes on a specific target or area for an extended period of time. I disagree with you, but okay. Uh, well, no, this this is what I've heard is that today's spy satellites are not your are not the spy satellites of the 1970s or 80s. They're very very complex. Um, you might be right. I just hear things through the grapevine, but I understand what you're saying about a balloon. And you know, it, it's really weird because. This country has expressed concern, or members of the military of this country have expressed concern about UFO activities over, sent, uh, over critical areas of our national defense, including nuclear weapons, uh, silos, and uh, dep- repositories. They should have been a little more concerned about this Chinese balloon, huh? It's not a UFO. No, I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying that. Uh, thank you very much. I, I appreciate the call. No, 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 no. It's not a UFO. But my point is, many people, if you watch the documentaries and you read up over the years, have said, hey, there's a disproportionate numbers of UFOs that are spotted over very sensitive military areas, especially those having to do with nuclear stuff. And they get concerned about that, but they weren't as concerned about this Chinese spy balloon, which we know the origin of. It wasn't E.T. It wasn't unidentified aerial phenomena or anything like that. Uh, it is uh, 3.57 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Coming up after the news at 4, we are going to get into some other stuff. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 